0: Stonegate Church, great to be with you guys again for another episode of Life Around Stonegate. Uh, There's a lot happening around Stonegate, and uh, we have a lot I want to talk about today, but mainly what I want to do is spend a little bit of time getting to know one of my favorite friends, uh, one of my favorite people, and uh, someone I've gotten to call a friend for as long as I've been at Stonegate now, about seven years, uh, Mr. Rodney Hobbs, the (laughs) one and only. So here he is with us today, and I want to spend some time actually Uh, talking with him so we can all get to know him a little bit better i know in our our group on facebook there's so many folks that are new around stonegate uh checking out our church and uh just what a great opportunity for us just to chat and hear a little bit more about uh rodney's story and where he came from what the lord's uh doing in his life so actually let me just jump in by asking you this we're doing uh the promise right now yeah i'm just kind of curious when you're thinking about that that sermon series yeah uh What's the Lord doing in your life around that? Yeah. How do we arrive at that? Why are we in this sermon series?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's there's a few reasons why we get to various you know places in the Bible that we're preaching through. I think on some level there is the uh, uh, what we do around here is preach through the Bible, so it's like yeah. you know any part of the Bible could could work uh, when you're preaching through the Bible. Uh, but in particular with Genesis, there has just been so much gold in that. So we started that a couple of years ago, made it through the first 11 uh, chapters. We're just doing so much of the origin work of all of our stories, of the world story, uh, of the Bible's story, of the redemptive story. So you're just getting all of that in there. And, uh, and so here we are now uh, to the kind of the second section of Genesis where we are getting to think about together what it looks like to live by faith. Yeah. Uh, we're getting Abraham and just the story of his life, which just has that theme so embedded into it. What does it look like for the Lord to grow you from that weak faith uh, to that growing faith uh, all the way into a man of great faith like Abraham? Yeah. And that's not a uh, a linear sort of just up into the right. No, story. it's not. It is up and down and every which way. So anytime we can think about that together as a church family, it just feels like such a win to be able to do that. And, and, you know, and even more than, uh, then we're thinking about Abraham, uh, really what Genesis is doing is helping us think about a God who makes promises yeah. and then keeps promises. Yeah. And, uh, the core of all of our lives is learning how to trust a God who does that in our lives, who makes promises to us and then keeps those promises that we, uh, Uh, In our flesh, are just so suspicious of and wondering, is he going to keep all the things that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's giving us the chance to think about all of that as a church family. Which, when I think about in my own heart, um, you know, all of our lives are complex. We live in a broken world. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are all on the journey of the Lord, growing us in our faith and really believing that He is a promise keeper. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord has Mm -hmm. me in places in my own life right now where He is asking me, just like He was Abraham, to believe Him. Yeah. like that
0: yeah so, I want to hear more about that uh, in a second just speaking of stories though so uh, it's I mean stories do tell a lot about who we are and who God's yeah. made us to be and how mm-hmm. we got where we are yeah so speaking of which so in true. your story where did you where'd you grow up tell us a little yeah. bit about where you grew up and
1: uh, what that looked like for you the middle of nowhere that's <laughs> where I grew up. so I am an Oklahoma guy okay and uh, if you are a college football fan you mm. know that this is a great time to be an Oklahoma sooner yeah big win wouldn't you say Austin okay. <laughs> Austin over here is a UT guy and um, it was a painful weekend for him yeah but It was a wonderful weekend. That was a tough one for Austin. So, uh, I grew up in a small town, a town of 5,500 people. Mm -hmm. There is a neighborhood coming in across the uh, street from Stonegate that's going to be bigger than my hometown. Your hometown. So, uh, so a very small kind of rural area in Oklahoma. So thankful for so much of my upbringing, though. Grew up in a small church, a couple hundred people, Mm -hmm. um, in a community that I, you know, even now I look back on and just have such fond memories of and love and. so thankful for how and where I, I grew up, yeah. so
0: have brothers sisters.
1: Yep. Uh so uh two older brothers. So older I was brothers. the youngest of three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and just all the things that come with being a younger brother, man. Yeah.
0: And so. if we were to look back, like mm-hmm. what were you what were you like? What did you enjoy doing? Yeah. How would you spend your time? Yeah. What were you, if you into? Yeah. you met me at yeah. like 13. Yes. What would you yeah. have what would we encounter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: not a pastor. <laughs> 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 not not a not a pastor. That's a whole other yeah. story, on uh, <laughs> the, <podcast>. the Lord's <laughs> b- work and and bringing all that about, but <laughs> Uh, So if you would have found me at 13, I would have uh, uh, really enjoyed hanging with my friends. Uh, So I would have had a crew of friends that you're probably going to find me with. And I was just into the sports world. Yep. So uh, I grew up just kind of doing a little bit of everything. And that's one of the things that a smaller town, it was a three, a mm-hmm. high school in Oklahoma. Uh, it gave me the chance to do. So uh, kind of the big sport in my world growing up was wrestling. I actually mentioned that uh, a few weeks ago, how, uh, when I came out of the womb, I slid right into spandex. Yeah. yeah it's a little weird, but that was kind of true for yeah. my uh, world. Uh, again, part of being a younger brother. So all, all of my older brothers wrestled. Yeah. And so it was just kind of lots we did. of
0: reps to having older brothers. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm
1: just getting beat by, older brothers yes. all the time yeah. you know so uh you'd have found me doing a lot of that uh i also played football okay. in uh in high school so i was the quarterback mm-hmm. of our football team did all that my one claim i don't know if i've ever told you mm-hmm. this my one claim to football fame what was that i've just got one no, i don't I don't, I don't have many let's man. yeah let's hear it uh, but my <laughs> one claim to fame is uh so i was the quarterback of our team okay and i beat well we beat it's yeah. a team sport we beat a future heisman trophy there winner we go. in high school hey yeah, that's, that's, that's an accomplishment thing. right so, there. So uh, Jason White, went on, he went on to play at OU as the quarterback there, okay. uh, won a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And uh, my senior year, we played them in yeah. the first round of the playoffs. Was this and, like seven-man football? <laughs> Can you believe he would say something <laughs> like that? No. The, you guys, yeah, there, There's you 11, 11 there's people eleven sulfur. people. <laughs> yeah, there's 11 people out there, man. Okay. Gosh, the ridicule that small towns get. You you went to college. Uh, Are you wrestling in college? Uh, Did not. So had a scholarship to wrestle at OSU, Okay. uh, but ended up not doing that and went to OU because they had a pharmacy school. My dad was a pharmacist. My mom was a school teacher, taught kindergarten for 30 years. How does any person make that? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so went to OU uh, for the sake of pharmacy school, uh, got accepted into pharmacy school and ended up not doing that. Last second. Um, switched over to business and got a okay. finance degree uh and at but really the thing i got at ou though was a wife that's what I was that's where i met to, yeah. laura yes and uh <laughs> she was a fifth year sing uh, senior okay. i was a sophomore mm-hmm. and at the last minute um i had a friend say do you want to go watch notre dame and ou so mm-hmm. ou was going to play in south bend this was bob stoops first year at mm-hmm. ou and uh, so I knew one guy going. I jump into a 15 passenger van and uh, we go, we pick up uh, 10 or 11 guys. Uh, I think that's who's going. We make the last stop and we pick up Laura. Hmm. So it was like our little version of the Bachelorette, and I won. You did. And I got the girl. You did. Yeah. Yep. And that was the big thing for college that that was like the highlight of and
0: my four years
1: in yeah. college. Right
0: what, what what would your relationship with God look like during this season? Yep. Were, you, were you becoming a follower? I mean, you yep. mentioned earlier, at 13, not thinking about pastoring yep. at all. Yeah. And then pharmacy school. Yep. Where does ministry begin to enter the conversation?
1: So uh, I became a Christian at 13. Mm-hmm. So that's the moment when uh, just the decisive moment in my life where everything moved toward Jesus. But, uh, you know, like any teenager or like most teenagers, it was a very up and down. There was a lot of competing idolatry in my heart that uh, uh, had a hold of some really deep places in my in my heart. And so I went to OU uh, not really walking with the Lord, pretty moral, but not really walking with the Lord and uh i jumped into a fraternity of all places that's re- gonna help <laughs> yeah <laughs> typically it just goes so great goes when you're so not great. really walking with that's the right. lord and you jump into a fraternity <laughs> uh, i remember my uh, grandpa set me down and he had the conversation of i think you're going to to wreck your life if you do that hmm. and i still did it yeah but that's so loving that he was willing to say it that. was yeah. loving yeah. i i have a lot of respect for anyone yeah. who will have that conversation yeah. with you so um So first year in college, I'm Mm. in a fraternity, I developed friendships with all the craziest people in Mm. this fraternity, and then my student minister, my youth pastor growing up, at the end of my freshman year calls me to intern. Wow. And he probably shouldn't have, but he did just the lord's providence and, and was there any yes. reason or it was just on yeah. his heart i mean like what a random
0: thing if you yeah. we weren't really like a kid who was on that radar you know
1: in some ways they uh were in the kind of the journey of kind of starting some stuff during the summer where interns would kind of make sense and um and me and another guy were the two guys he thought of yeah so yeah, yeah. and you so were it really step is into the that. providence of the lord so i said yes to that and that summer really was the uh uh, some of the most profound moments that I've ever had with the Lord happened that summer. Wow. And it was really the, the summer that the Lord took my life from sort of going in this direction. I didn't know it at the time, but it was the moment where it all pointed in a different direction that yeah. really led to ministry and so many other things. The, the really the origins of that happened in that one summer of interning. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I love that we get to have interns around Amen. here, yeah. uh, because the Lord uh, uses environments like this to mm-hmm. plant in people love for him. A love for his church how these two things are going to go together their lives and the church so i love that we get to have a lot of interns i think that's
0: such a great note i Mm -hmm. think an internship affords someone the opportunity to learn more about who they are yeah and also who the lord is Mm -hmm. and to sometimes awaken those affections like what you're saying like all of a sudden your affections get awakened that's right and even i mean you think you're going toward pharmacy school and doing that yeah and then affections get awakened in Mm -hmm. a new direction and who knows the
1: trajectory that reshapes for you that's right along the way so so, yeah, that summer really did change the direction of my life. And so for the next few summers, I interned at churches that ended up leading to uh, a job offer to come and do student ministry. Yeah. And uh, by the time that rolled around, it felt like, yeah, that's probably the next step that the Lord would have for me. Yeah. So I, I am as shocked as anyone to have said that then or to say it now. Like when people ask me, uh, what do you do? and I say I'm a pastor, Mm. I can't believe that's coming out of my mouth. (laughs) That's what you're saying. I cannot believe I'm saying that. And did Uh, you and Laura, Laura, you guys got married right after college? We did. So uh, there was a lot of change in the first two weeks of my life after college. So I went from living in a fraternity house with Mm. uh, 65 guys to starting a job as a student pastor in in ministry uh, to getting married and living with one girl. Yeah. Uh, all that happened within about a two week span. So yeah. it was, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of change there.
0: And you're doing student ministry in the area for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And then in 2009, the Lord yeah. leads you to plant Stonegate.
1: Yep. So um, started in 2002 at a church called Walnut Ridge over yeah. in Mansfield. And just such a wonderful experience there. Uh, had a pastor, uh, Pastor Randy, who loved me, mm-hmm. uh, who gave me a shot, who just spent a lot of time developing me, mm-hmm. uh, investing into me in ways that I'm just so deeply mm-hmm. grateful for. Uh, You know, when I look back on those seven years uh, at Walnut Ridge, uh, it was the place where I just sort of cut my teeth in ministry. uh, Learned what it looked like to preach. uh, And, you know, anybody who's learning how to preach is going to have a lot of lows in that learning journey. It's a humbling process. Yeah. It's like if those sermons were out there in the world somewhere, (laughs) I would be horrified because there was a lot of bad ones in Mm -hmm. there. And uh, But, yeah, the Lord just gave me a really safe place to learn and to grow, which is really what any person needs to grow up in ministry. They need a safe place to do that. And uh, it was a place like that. So I had seven years to to do a lot of that work, and that culminated with Randy asking me if I wanted to plant a church in Midlothian.
0: Yeah. And you said—
1: Where's Midlothian? Where is Midlothian? Uh, could you tell me where that is again? And Midlothian was just like 15 minutes down the road. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that began the whole story of a church starting in Midlothian. That yeah. We got to be a part of
0: And so that, it's been 14 years. And so 14 years of Stonegate. And yeah. I mean, church planning, never exactly, you can have all sorts of things in vision and you're thinking about, but yeah. 14 years ago, what were some of those hopes and dreams? I yeah. mean, it's, it's turned out, I mean, incredible. The Lord's been incredibly gracious yeah. and kind to Stonegate and blessed yeah. this church immensely. But what was in your heart and mind 14 yeah, years ago? You
1: bet. Well, you know, it's, it's funny whenever you're starting a thing, most of the time the Lord just gives you a, a sense of what might be a few steps out in front of you. Yeah. So it was hard to imagine 14 years ago what Stonegate has become and just all the miracles that have gone into making that. Hmm. Um, you know, when you're 20 people in a living room Uh, Mm -hmm. When you walk into Stonegate now, it feels very um, unlikely that this would be the story 14 years, you know, later. Uh, But if I'm just thinking back to in that living room, what are we hoping for? Uh, We wanted to have a church that loved and enjoyed the person of Jesus. Uh, We wanted a spiritually vibrant church, uh, a church that cares about lost people, Mm a church that wants people to grow up in Jesus and become mature in him, that really is committed to making disciples. Uh, We wanted a church like that, a church that would be really others centered that wanted to see other churches planted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there is a key moment in every pastor's life where he has to decide, Mm -hmm. am I going to be about my kingdom or the kingdom? Mm -hmm. And uh, you can get into empire building really quickly as a pastor. And, uh, you know, from the get go, I think the Lord put it in our heart to be a, um, a place that wants to see the kingdom of God grow and expand, even if that comes at the expense of ours. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, when I think about the, the long-term trajectory of Stonegate, if in 30 years from now, uh, Stonegate ceases to be, and no one has ever heard again the name Stonegate. If there were a few hundred churches uh, that were going and thriving and just doing great. Yeah, that would be a uh, that would be an amazing. I would take vision. that trade. Yeah, yeah.
0: And speaking of growth, um, your family also grew here at Stonegate. Yes it did. So that's
1: your kids? Mm-hmm. You got 3 kids? Yep, we got 3 kiddos. Yeah. So Hannah was born uh the year before we started. okay Caleb was born uh so we started in August, Caleb was born in Nov- uh, November of 2009. So he's really the the kiddo that we get to mark Stonegate's <laughs> Stonegate age by, by because yeah. their birthdays are just a couple of months apart. Yeah. And uh and you know the the longer you uh kind of live, the the harder it is to keep time. Yeah. And uh, so our kids really have become the marker of time. So I'm just watching our kids and I can uh, consistently have that feeling of Mm -hmm. them being that big means I'm getting that old Mm -hmm. and uh, which is a scary thought. So then we have Eva, who is our youngest. And uh, yeah, just three kiddos that we have just so enjoyed. Love. One of the greatest joys of my life is being a dad. I mm-hmm. just can't believe you're the a good Lord's dad too i love watching with that. your kids yeah. you're a good dad man it, so. it really is one of the things that i uh, am just most thankful for yeah. in this season of life yeah. that i get to do that
0: and you guys are kind of a tennis family so you love tennis that's how you spend a lot of your free time <sighs> you know yeah that's kind of your thing
1: it it has sort of and this is another <laughs> one of those unexpected twists and turns of life yeah that it has become kind of one of our uh, one of our things so yeah uh, for my, I've always kind of been around tennis and admired it and enjoyed it. Yeah. And I've always enjoyed watching it. And, uh, for my 40th birthday, Lord took me to the U S open and I'm a weird hobby guy. Mm-hmm. So I come back from that and I'm like, you know what I want to do is get really good at tennis. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't know how hard that was to do at the time, mm-hmm. but that's, that's kind of the thing that got planted in me. And uh, so I jump in and then soon thereafter our kids jump in with me and, there is no telling how many hours over the last, you know, four years yeah. now that we have spent on yeah. a tennis court uh, yeah. together, and so, great memories too. Amazing yeah. memories. Uh, it'll be some that when I look back over my life, some of these years. Uh, and those hours will be, I think, some yeah. of my favorite.
0: Well, and it seems like a more sustainable habit than uh, or hobby than when I met you and you yeah. were beekeeping. <laughs> so <laughs> that
1: was your Hopefully hobby. Hopefully, I won't yeah. die playing Hopefully tennis. You're not going to get so, allergic yeah. and, and swell up and die. Yeah. So, so funny story. <laughs> uh, if if you, by the way, bees are amazing. They are amazing. Be- bees are amazing. You creatures. just don't need to keep them. <laughs> let's uh, just. Take the honey at the store and go home. Sir, so Ryan is like throwing all sorts of jabs at me right now. But the quick story of this is, uh, I started beekeeping. I loved it. Caleb the other day, I you know I bought a bee suit for him, and he'd come out there with me every now and then. And he uh, told me the other day, he's like, "Dad, I always hated it. Like, why are we playing with bees? I'm a kid yeah. and I know yeah, not to I, do this. Yeah. I, I hate every you know. moment of it. So, but I got an inverse mm. sensitivity. So, I, I, you know. It, it, I stung many times over the course of life and it all goes okay. And then I'm like, well, it's never done that before. It wasn't a huge deal, but it's like my forearm is bigger than it ought to be right now. And uh, and then I got stung again and I'm a whelp from like my neck down to my knees. It, mm-hmm. it was bad. So I don't know if I'm going to survive the next bee sting or not. That's like the the running debate yeah, around we'll find here. find out. And I've been given EpiPens uh, to make sure I survive it, yeah. but I'd never carry an EpiPen. And uh, so Jimmy always gives me a hard time that if I die from a bee sting, he will never forgive me for this. It is pretty unforgivable. Yeah, yeah. I, I I kind of just have the logic going that someone around me is going to have an EpiPen.
0: Yeah, it's well, especially on this staff. Yeah. We've got a few folks carrying around. We've got uh, Austin Terry, too. He can preach in a pinch. So he can right. just jump in yeah, there. Yeah, it's still going to be fine. Yeah, really. be so
1: right. it, it, it should all go well. Yeah. I didn't go to host. that's right we actually would not let a ut guy yeah and because
0: there's a little bit more meat on this bone let me just also say (laughs) if you're ever eating a meal with rodney Chances are about 98 percent he's gonna put honey on it. It can be salad, it can be cereal, it can be a pancake. Like. That is so right. So and just
1: <laughs> put for the on record, everything. you should too. Yeah. All right, you you should do this if too. If you
0: eat Tex Mex, all it's not really Tex Mex. It's just a honey <laughs> delivery mechanism. That's or something. right. Yeah, you just put it on. Honey there. makes everything
1: so, a little bit better. All right, let's go rapid
0: fire these last three <laughs> things, and then we'll be we'll be done. Um, favorite food, favorite restaurant, favorite food restaurant besides Taco Casa. <laughs> oh, so. wow. Another
1: jab. <laughs> another another jab. jab. But I do like Taco Casa. You do. You know, I, I, this is one of those things where whatever I say, you should probably take it with a grain of salt. Because mm. I had a kid, uh, Caleb, uh, one day a person asked him what his favorite restaurant was, and he said QT. So <laughs> that's so right. whatever that's the family I say, you're raising <laughs> yeah, here. it's, like, it's, it's my discipleship in this area yes. is obviously really lacking. <laughs> Um, so if I had to choose a favorite, I am a steak guy. Yes. So I'm probably doing like a Del Frisco. Yeah. Of S- course. Something, something yeah. in that genre. It's Cause you love the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. But the best meal in the Metroplex for $20 or under is a Perry's pork chop. Mm. This is probably worth the Friday whole lunch. podcast. If you've right listened there. this long, this is probably the number one thing you need to take. Yes. Eat a Perry's pork chop on a Friday. They're amazing, and it's $20. And don't beekeep. Those are the two <laughs> things to take away. watch out for bees. That's right. Um, next
0: question, favorite Bible verse?
1: Oh, that is next to impossible for me to answer because there's just so many wonderful verses. Give us Bible one Bible that's verses. top I, of mind. Uh, probably the one that first comes to mind when you ask that mm-hmm. is John 635, I am the bread of life. Yeah. Uh, that That just says so much about the person of Jesus, who he is, what he's meant to be for us. That he is a person that's meant to be enjoyed by his people. Mm. So yeah. the satisfier of his that's people. Good. So,
0: yeah. We'll land the plane with this. Um, what's God teaching you right now?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, man, that, that could probably be a whole other, mm. you know, 20 minutes. But I think if I had to, to choose a word in this season, and this has really been probably like the last four or five years of my life, it's been the word surrender. Um, you know, it doesn't take long to find the areas in our life that we are trying to to grasp for control in. And the Lord has taken me on a really painful journey, um, some through fostering, mm-hmm. um, some through relational conflict, um, some through parenting, yeah. where the Lord has taken some of the most precious things in my life, uh, the things that I would be most apt to try to control and to grasp and to keep. And, um, the Lord has said, that's the very place I want your hand to open. Yeah. And uh, so through a lot of pain, the Lord has just pried my hands off of some really precious things mm. and teaching me what it looks like to trust him with those things that I love the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I've gotten to
0: have a, a front row seat to a lot of those um, circumstances the last couple of years, and it's been uh, very admirable and inspirational and encouraging mm-hmm. to watch how you walk that out. Yeah. Like there's a deep, um, authentic love that you have for Jesus.
1: Mm. So it's been really good for me and I've appreciated it. Well, I don't know how you make it through for me, the last four or five years without good friends. And you're definitely one of those men in my life. Likewise. Thankful for you. Yeah.
0: And I would just say too to brag on Rodney for a second, um, you know, he's, he's just the same guy. Every room he's in every space he's in. Um, he's authentic. He's genuine. He walks with integrity. Mm. He really does love his family. Uh, you love the Lord and you love people. Mm. So you're a very uh, uh, just easy man to follow and look up yeah. to and appreciate. So yeah. really respect you and thankful for you, man. Yeah, vice yeah. versa. Man. So thank you for that. Well, Stonegate, uh, we love you guys. Yep. And uh, as I always say, if there's anything you need, feel free. If you're watching this on Facebook, just put a comment. We'd love to pray for you, help you in any way we can. If you're listening to this, just email us or reach out. We're here to be your church. We want to love you, care for you, serve you, uh, pray for you in any way that we can. Uh, We really do want to be a family. And so thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Yep.